This is Hammond. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, please go to patreon.com slash Friendly Atheist Podcast. We have some people to thank. We do. Uh, Kyle T. Thanks, Kyle. Honora E. Yeah. Anastasia A. Woo. Kate D. Jeff A. And Bonnie J. Thank you for your support. We appreciate it. Thanks, How are guys. you, Jess? Oh, my God. What a garbage night it's been. It has been a really, it was really like, bad night. I was having an okay week. And then, well, it's Friday night. What time is it now? It's it like is 9.24 yeah. because somebody was late. Eh, someone has kids who want to stay up and play. <laughs> like other humans and Not talk any to more other kids. But it's fine because I got to watch some of the address on us bombing Syria. And right. so I'm feeling, honestly, super optimistic about the world and our my potential for tweet, surviving it. My favorite tweet so far, yeah. Operation Hotel Maid has begun. <laughs> Oh, what is happening? This Um, was such a shit night. It was. So let's get started with uh, the obvious. The big one. Okay, so I want to tell you, so I I have a new job now, and I'm actually busy during the day, so I don't have as much time to dick around as the internet is on the internet as I usually do. And so I picked my husband up uh, at the, the, the train station today, and he's like, do you hear about David Silverman? I was like, what? And he just knew that he had gotten let go from American Atheist, and we had kind of discussed what does being let go mean because mm-hmm. they didn't part you ways. You and your husband had. Yes, yeah. me and my, my husband. They didn't part ways. And so I was like, this is going to be bad, but like I'm going to hope for the best. And guess what? It's super fucking bad as usual. Go ahead, Hammett. All right. So if you're not up on this story, here's the gist of what happened this week. Wait, really? Just uh-huh. look at the wine we're drinking. It's called Hope's End. Yeah. That seems about right. I didn't pick that on accident. Um, Is it good? Yeah, it It tastes tastes like like wine. wine. Yeah, Yeah. you know. Um, (laughs) So I think on Tuesday of this week, uh, American Atheists announced that Dave Silverman, their uh, longtime president, he's been their president since I think 2010. He's been their spokesperson before that since 2004. He's someone who's been involved in that organization. Yeah. And it's arguably one of the biggest faces of. Not atheism in the U.S. Exactly. I think. Thank you. Uh, Dawkins may be worldwide, but in terms of U.S., in terms of who's on TV, he's a speaking, meme. He's a meme. I mean, yeah, people know who this guy is. So he got suspended on Tuesday, and American atheists didn't say why. See, this even escaped me. That's how yeah. out of the loop I am. On they atheist basically gossip. just said we are, we got a complaint over the weekend. We're investigating it. Um, they didn't allude to what it was about, and they said, you know, we're, we hired an outside person to investigate it. In the meantime, we're going to suspend him. I think technically it was a sp- uh, suspension with pay. They're just like, we're going to like put a you cop. aside, <laughs> and we're going to take a look at this, and there you go. So, yeah. okay, that's weird, but I, I kind of, if I'm, if I'm trying to read their minds... Maybe the issue was, look, this was an internal issue. We don't know what happened. And the worst thing you could do in that situation is to say, here's what has been alleged. No, they if they, it wasn't they true. were covering their asses in all possible ways. Yeah. They were putting them in a holding pattern until they figured out what actually happened. Yeah. And also like covering their own asses in terms of like we're putting it off to the side until we know what the truth yeah. is. And I, as frustrating as it was to see like, Hey, we, he's suspended for reasons you can't know as frustrating as that is. Yes. That may have been the right way oh, to I handle it. hundred percent argue it. And Dave right said he's cooperating with the investigation because they hired somebody from the outside to take a look at their books or whatever the situation was. So fine. Okay. Um, then we cut to Friday today and um, what they released today was a statement saying he has been terminated 
as president of American Atheists. And this time, and I'm trying to go in chronological order here, they once again didn't say why. What Mm -hmm. they said is that since we suspended him, we've learned more stuff. And based on that, the board has voted to terminate his employment with Mm -hmm. them. And that was it. And again, that felt weird because... It's one thing to say, look, we're investigating something, we're suspending him, but to say, no, we already concluded something. There's yeah, some something out there. Yeah, and they weren't saying there. that they were being very vague, right? Purposefully yeah. vague. So purposely we don't know. Vague. And again, purposely vague, but they fired him. So clearly there's something there's they cause. concluded that we didn't know. So that happened. And then about an hour later, roughly, BuzzFeed posted an article. I guess BuzzFeed was waiting for that to happen, maybe to spur their own thing. My understanding is this piece has been in the work for more than a month. Um, So they maybe were trying to get even more information, but when this happened, they decided to go live with it. The writer is Peter Althus. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. He is one of the people who worked on the Lawrence Krauss story Mm -hmm. um, a month or two ago. And this has a few uh, damning allegations. We'll talk about the more, I think, serious ones in a second. Let's talk, let me go back in time. The suspension was allegedly, it was a financial matter. And what they said specifically is, uh, and this is in the BuzzFeed uh, story, is that the complaint came to American Atheists over the weekend that there was a difference, there was a problem with their financial statements concerning what Dave was doing for the organization and what he was doing to promote his book, Fighting God. Oh, interesting. Um, Because that's a book he wrote on his own by himself. It wasn't connected to American Atheists. And the way that sounds, it's like maybe he was, I don't know, I'm I'm speculating here. Was he using American Atheist money to promote the book somehow or go on to? I mean, yeah, that definitely gives you some, like some kind of things we're seeing in the White House of like, oh, they used taxpayer money to fly to this place, but then they did a different thing. So it was just like shady and not honest. It seems like that's what but the not, situation was. Yeah, it's so and that would make sense why you would hire an outside investigator, come look at our books, tell us what you think about this. Mm-hmm. Was this inappropriate? So whatever it was, it was some financial matter. They wanted to look into it. They hired somebody. They were going to do that. The other thing that happened on Tuesday that they acted on the suspension on is that there was, according to BuzzFeed, Um, an allegation that he had appointed somebody to a senior position or suggested this person should be promoted in the company Mm -hmm. whom he, and I'm quoting here, allegedly uh, having a sexual relationship with. That appointment, BuzzFeed notes, has been rescinded. So whoever we're talking about, it doesn't matter. If that was the case, Mm -hmm. we don't know if that's accurate or not. But that's the reason American Atheists decided to suspend him while they investigated. Mm -hmm. And on that front... I, I get that. I get mm-hmm. why you would say, you know what? This is a lot of weirdness. We're going to check this out. Right. All right. Um, okay. Here are the more serious allegations that have happened. Here's what I think, if I could piece this together, what happened. BuzzFeed posted this Lawrence Krauss thing about a month or so ago where he was accused of sexual misconduct by a number of people. Uh, BuzzFeed investigated it. They talked to a bunch of people. They posted on it. Okay. After they did that... I guess women came to the reporters and said, well, we have these allegations. Mm -hmm. And BuzzFeed began investigating that. They did their reporting due diligence. And part of that involves, you know, talking to American atheists for comment, talking to Dave Silverman, talking to the women and maybe corroborating people involved who can, you know, corroborate their stories. 
And so word gets back, I guess, to American atheists that, oh, this is going to happen. And Oh, I'm sorry. Let me back up one second. American atheists, as far as I know, their board, did not know about any of this. Mm-hmm. This week on Tuesday after he was suspended, I don't know whether it was because of the BuzzFeed thing or because they heard he was suspended, the women in question came to American atheists then with written statements saying, this is what happened to me. There were also corroborating statements by their friends who, mm-hmm. who were aware of it at the time it happened. They presented all that to the American Atheist Board. The board then decided we have to terminate his employment. Um, I don't think they had any outside investigator for that. They saw this writing. Right. They believed the women, and they said, okay, we'll let him go. So what are those things saying? There's two specific allegations that this thing mentions. Um, I'm just, I'll tell you what they are, and then we could talk about it. Um, one of them happened in 2015, according to BuzzFeed. This was at the American Atheist Convention in Memphis. According to this, there was a woman who's only going by the initial R. Um, she said uh, she and Dave Silverman had known each other. They flirted throughout the evening. One evening, they were having like the convention and then maybe a party in a hotel room with a bunch of people. The room clears out. It's just them two. And according to uh, them, this is what R said. This is according to BuzzFeed. He physically pressed me to the wall and began to kiss me forcefully, grabbed my breasts, put his hand into my leggings where there was actual penetration of my vagina. Um, She said he believed she was interested in BDSM, so he started using, like, insulting language. Again, I'm reading here, calling her a dirty little whore. Pushed her to her knees where his penis briefly made contact with my mouth. Disturbing stuff. Um, at some point, she got to her feet and said no. Silverman basically slapped her face, lightly it says, and said, you don't get to say no to me. I don't know if this is what the BDS something does, but okay. At that point, she used what I now know is like a general BDSM safe word, red. She said that. He stopped. She left. And then the next morning, she told this story to friends of hers. She also took pictures because she had bruises on her body from that encounter. Mm-hmm. Um, this is why this isn't a he said, she said. This is a she told other people. She had, like, the physical evidence of it. And she told friends immediately when it happened. The reason she didn't go public with it at the time, she said, um, is that, she, I'm quoting here, she was worried that a reputation would be attacked given Silverman's power within the movement. But she did come forth this week to the organization. And again, she didn't want to use her name in the article for basically the same reason. So that's the first thing. This is a thing where uh, he said this was consensual. She clearly says it wasn't. And you can't have consent if it's only one person. So there's one story right there that's disturbing. Here's the other story that also came forth this week, and I don't know what the connection is between the women involved. I don't know if they talked or if this is totally separate, but the other case goes back to 2012. This is at the Secular Student Alliance Convention in Ohio. Um, One of the people who was there and actually hoping to get an internship with American atheists uh, was a student named Rose. And she said to... um, I think the way this story plays out is, you know, at the end of these events, I was at that convention, by the way, too. They, she and Dave sat next to each other in a bar, as a lot of people do at these conventions and after hours and chatting. And I guess at the end of that night, um, I'm going to quote here from the BuzzFeed article. 
Uh, she said that she quickly became drunk, but remembered Silverman flirting with her and then suggesting they go to his hotel room. I don't believe I was in a position to be able to give consent. I was very intoxicated, she said. Um, she said that Silverman did not have any condoms and pressured her into having anal sex. Whoa. Yep. Um, and the next morning, uh, you need to leave, he said, because my wife would be arriving at the hotel. And he said, don't apply for an internship with American Atheist because appointing her could be seen as preferential treatment. That's, that's the story she says. She, too, told other people about this. They shared their statements with American Atheists. Mm. American Atheists gets all of these written statements. And, of course, they say, this is serious. So we're going to leave it at that. Uh, for what it's worth, Dave Silverman, through a lawyer, said he denied all of this, says mm-hmm. he's never done anything that's not consensual. Of course. Um, so, okay. Um, I, I'll stop there for a second. I don't... No, if you want to say anything, go for it. Yeah, this um, this fucking sucks. Um, so it sucks for a lot of reasons, right? Like for... And I, I want to not get out of the way, but acknowledge anybody who is victimized or, or felt unsafe or whatever in the presence of Dave Silverman, like I, my heart goes out to them. That's really hard for, for Jessica personally, this is rough. This is, uh, I was thinking today about something I think you said on the podcast a few weeks ago, which was that one of your first, interactions at an atheist event was with Dave. And you Mm -hmm. said specifically, maybe we were talking about Krauss, um, had it been bad, maybe you would not be involved in the movement. Um, And I I remember that specifically because I'm like, that's really what happened to to the people. And not only that, the (laughs) the 2015 Memphis, I was there. Mm -hmm. I was, I was not only there, but like hanging out with David Silverman at, at, at least the last night. So, this, um, <clears throat> I, I think, I, we've talked, you know, this this sort of Me Too movement, this this women feeling empowered, women and victims feeling empowered to come forward and tell them their stories, I think is good as a movement, and I am thrilled. That's a fucking terrible world, word, but I am. I feel like we're lucky to be living in a time where women can feel like they can come forward with these kinds of things, and instead of them facing the consequences, the people, the perpetrators, who should be facing the consequences are. Yeah. <sighs> this is the closest it's ever hit to me, and I, like I said, um, God, I don't even know if this is on the podcast or off, but but I just found out about this, you know, two hours ago. So this is something I'm really dealing with. So I, I want to kind of reiterate what I said. Okay, okay, I've been thinking about it a lot. One thing is you and I, when all of these allegations were coming through, I said, who would shock you? Who would disappoint mm-hmm. you? What would happen? And I, I was like, I don't know if anybody would disappoint me anymore. Because um, you're jaded and cynical about this? Because I'm jaded and cynical and I'm not surprised. And And it's not to say that I'm surprised, but I'm fucking gutted about this. And it's not, and I'm not protect, like. Dave Silverman and I are not friends by any stretch. Like he might know be my know me by by name, but like probably not. But like he's been on the podcast mm. twice. He and I like he I the story I told specifically after the Lawrence Krauss thing happened was that um, in, at Tam twenty fourteen, 
I was, it was literally the night before Mikey and I got engaged. Uh, Mikey went to bed because he goes to bed at 7.30 p.m. because he's a thousand years old. <laughs> um, I went up to um, like a American Atheist like after party and it was in, I think, Dave's suite or the American Atheist suite. And at one point he came and I was, I mean, still nobody, but then definitely a nobody. And so I was like sitting on a couch or like on a stool, like drinking free wine. And he came over and he just like sat down and talked to me and he, you know, was super kind. And at, there were definitely points that like he and I were in a room alone together and I was in a room alone together with like a lot of men who I didn't know that well. And I never felt even the slightest bit unsafe or uncomfortable. And I have been in light of everything that's happened ever since felt eternally grateful because who knows what, and that was literally two months after our podcast had launched, right. who knows what would happen if I had a genuinely bad experience. So all that's to say is this hit me in a lot of ways because it's A, close to home, B, I was fucking in Memphis when apparently a lot of this was going down. And C, he was the story I literally told of the person that like, mm -hmm. this could have gone hella bad and it didn't because he's like a good guy TM. And so I feel uh, hurt and I feel naive and I feel <laughs> I, I feel like I don't know who I can trust, anyone trust anymore. Point. Like who? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I'm like on the verge of tears and it's dumb because, again, we're not friends. <sighs> but like when when does it stop and when do men stop being monsters and is is this the rest of our lives is this the rest of our lives that um that any person any man specifically i admire or think a lot of or have met in passing when will they stop letting me down and i don't god sorry i don't know I, I don't, I honestly don't know. I um, do know him and I have known him for like as long as I've been doing anything in here. Um, and so I feel the same, just how did that happen? And I, I will admit as much as I try to be plugged into what's going on, these stories were news to me. It's yeah. not the sort of story people are going to usually share uh, with me, though the people who were quoted in the piece, people who were corroborating the stories, people who were involved in the story, I do know them. And it's just, it hits close. You're right. Sorry, I don't want the, the heaviness of this conversation yeah. to be undercut by the fact that my dog is playing with a rawhide, like, extraordinarily loud. At least someone's loud happy in this room. <laughs> She's really having a great um, time. But no, it, it's disturbing because um, it hits close and it's... Uh, yeah, this is the most... It's <clears throat> not any... Uh, I don't know how to say this. I think... Well, you don't have emotion, so you shouldn't I don't worry have about emotion, those too much. Right? But it's, it's a... This is one of the groups I look to as to say it's run by a guy who cares about the issue, who um, who's usually, like, in person. The guy who I, I like hearing oh him God. speak about this stuff. And he's I like that he's a firebrand. fuck. Like, yeah. like literally the... the Second time I think he had I had him on his podcast uh, on our podcast excuse me um I had like grabbed him in the hall at Tam and been like I feel like we're talking about him like he's dead right. but I've been like hey 
it doesn't matter. It's Paul Provenza. Right. And like, we were trying to bring people on and he just like brought Dave Silverman and brought like a couple actors who I knew. <laughs> and they were just like on the show. And I was just like, I don't know. It, I'm just, I'm fucking I think bummed. What, I'm I, bummed. What I, I think I'm most upset about is this idea that there are people who saw it was, it's the power imbalance thing. It's that they thought he was their entryway into getting active. And that's, and they were thwarted in that way. Well, and that's what makes me think of like an ex- excuse the impression, but there, but for the race of God, go I. Like mm-hmm. it could have easily been me because I was literally in the same physical like space as what actually happened in a very similar circumstance to what could have. I, I just, I don't know. It, this one, oh, fuck, this sucks. This fucking sucks. Um, and I, I don't know. It's going to take me. It, it's it's gonna stay with me for a minute. Yeah, and I I don't know what I don't know if there's more shoes to drop. I don't know that there's there is. Always there's more always. Shoes. I mean, with this story specifically, I do want to say about American atheists specifically because one of the comments I've seen is the organization is the problem itself. Mm-hmm. I disagree with that take. Assuming for a second, uh, and this is an assumption. I'm assuming they really did not know about any of this until this week. Assuming that's the case, as far as these sorts of issues can be handled, I thought they handled it well with one exception, which is, again, they suspended him when they thought there was something going on internally. Mm -hmm. They hired somebody outside of their organization who has no emotional connection to them, said, go investigate, we'll give you whatever you need. Um, They handled that right. They did not, and I like that they didn't say anything about it that day. Um, when The only problem I had is when they said he was terminated today, they also didn't say anything. And I feel that I don't care if the BuzzFeed article is coming out or not shortly after you post that, and yeah. they know that. Um, if you're saying, hey, we fired him, that means you know something about what the cause was. You don't have to get into detail, but you do, I think, have an obligation to tell people, especially members, supporters. sexual misconduct or... This is the reason we terminated him. Um, We will maybe come out with more details at a later time, but for now, this is the reason. Otherwise, what if the BuzzFeed article didn't come out today? Now we're stuck with, then what the hell's going on? Yeah, and that was honestly, like, before we knew the details, when Mikey and I were driving home today, we talked about... They use the word fired, not parted ways, not like whatever. This like, isn't mutual. Yes. Which, it, I don't know. Like, it, he's been their spoke, he's been their president and spokesperson for a relatively long time. Like, it wouldn't be shocking to have a change in the guard anyway, but like the weird terminology definitely denoted that something. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I would just say if you're, and I'm not saying this because they asked me to or anything like that, uh, don't take it out on the organization itself. No, uh, they seem to be I handling mean, this as normal as best humans as one could. <laughs> probably could. Um, I, I, for one, I believe I'm still a member, but I'm not like not <laughs> being a member still because of this. Because again, they handled it the way they should. Um, again, I wish they had been a little more specific. But again, when this stuff is happening fast and quick, and everyone's paying attention, mm-hmm. maybe those mistakes are made. Um, I've been stress scribbling a heart. Look how symmetrical it is. It's very nice. Thank you. (laughs) There's another (laughs) uh, thing to bring up, which is uh, this is a common criticism I've heard uh, unrelated to the actual uh, allegations made of Dave. Of of the whole situation, they said, who cares, not the allegations, but like who cares about this story because who the hell is he? 
What? Um, like who's saying that? Athe- uh, a lot of commenters online. Cool uh, guys. Atheists don't guys, have leaders. Chill as fuck. That's the idea. Atheists don't have leaders. Why do I care if no. this one goes? I didn't no, no, vote no, no, for no, this no, guy. No. Again, we said this earlier. It, you don't have to be a member of American Atheists to say he is one of the most high-profile atheists who okay. does this stuff. I'm sorry. He. This <laughs> is not sorry. a nobody. This is someone who gets. If there's a story about atheism in the news. He's one of the people the media would go to and say, we want you to talk about this stuff. So, wait. I'm sorry. I'm really angry, and I think I'm about to take it out on commenters. Yes. They are saying, who cares that women got... No, no, no. I'm not going to say that. I'm not saying the commenters are saying... No, no, no. I'm willing to put put words in people's mouths. Have it. I don't think they're saying the allegations don't matter. They're saying Dave Silverman doesn't have a job. I never voted for the guy. He's not my leader, whatever. Cool, guys. That's a really fucking chill way to walk yeah. around the world. <laughs> Nobody, there's no consequences because I didn't fucking vote for anybody. Like, sorry, yeah. you didn't get to elect everybody who kind of <laughs> represents you. Like, right. nobody fucking voted for us. But, like, if somebody <laughs> listens to this dumb podcast and is like, all atheists swear too much, like, yeah, be mad at me. That's fucking fine. They would like, be right. They, and they would be right. I don't. So, this has been a really bad day, haven't yes. The other thing I want to point out is BuzzFeed did good again. Listen. I, I didn't like it the first time with Lawrence Krauss when people were criticizing, oh, it's it's on BuzzFeed, therefore we shouldn't take these seriously. No, this was a... I have yet to see anyone say any of this stuff was wrong other than Dave Silverman, who denies it in the piece. But no, like, they, they did the reporting. They you- talked to everyone involved. As far as I can tell, when they approached... Uh, the American atheist people saying, we heard this. It was stuff American atheists already knew because they just got it. Yeah. Like, this was good reporting. I mean, it, it was is a, a soft, Don't it, trash BuzzFeed is all I'm saying. Yes. They did a good job on this piece, just like they did a good job on the last nobody's one. Nobody's responsible for what happened. Not BuzzFeed, not American atheists. Mm-hmm. The person who's responsible for what happened is David Silverman. Right? Right. right. Um... <sighs> I don't know, Hammett. I don't know what... Is everything the worst or, like... I don't know if it... I wonder if we didn't have other horrible things going on all the time, everywhere, if this would hurt more. I feel like... (sighs) I feel horrible for the the women involved in this story. But as for the American atheist side of things, I'm just like, it's another bad thing. Well, everybody has to bounce back after, like, they have a bad apple in their badge because everyone... He um, has one. I mean, there's a pretty good chance one of us is gonna be go down for sexual like molestation. One of one of us. Who do you, you think it's gonna be? It might be me. Yeah. It seems more likely. <laughs> the one thing that's I, a weird thing to say. Thanks I'm sorry. so much. <laughs> I one thing just, that I should take away from this that I think other people should as well is as a movement. And I know like you can't organize atheists. It's hurting cats, whatever. Um, as far as atheists go, we're not any better or worse than any other group when it comes to all the me too stuff. We have the same problems as any other organization Mm -hmm. or any other group of anybody. Just because we're right about the God thing doesn't mean (laughs) we do all everything else right either. Uh, I do, but not everybody. Um, (laughs) so it happens to us. It, I don't want anyone to say this is like a witch hunt that they were targeting going hey, after him. Hey, or if whatever. you're saying witch hunt on the internet, just like take a second. I know. And maybe don't like for once in your life. Don't. And by the way, the stories happen again in 2015 and 2012. Do you realize how long 
these victims must have been holding this stuff yeah. in or sharing with only a few trusted people before today when they could finally talk about it openly or at least where they were willing to make it go public today. So <clears throat> hats off to them for yeah. being willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, with all of these stories, th- these are the ones that came forward. I don't know if there are more who didn't or aren't or whatever. Yeah. Is this a, you know, a floodgate happening? Right. I don't know. Um, quick sidebar about, <laughs> this also has to do with the fact that like, we didn't elect him. We, I was reading some comments. I know, I won't read the comments anymore. Mm-hmm. Definitely starting this week. I'll never read the comments again. But um, I read some interesting, interesting is super generous. I saw some like hashtag hot takes on when we talked about does atheism have an MRA problem uh-huh. or whatever. Alt-right problem. Alt-right problem. Thank you. <laughs> By the way, sidebar, I for my job, I had to take like a harassment seminar. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've taken those at work. The company that hosts it, that hosts the webinar is called MRA. And I was like, sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, company, go change. And I had like those really good actors that I was literally like, like Joan in accounting, come here, go grab that guy's ass. And we're going to show whether or not that's harassment. Did you and click on, yes, that's harassment. Yeah, I was and then like, you passed I the don't test. know. Yeah. How could it ever be? <laughs> anyway, but somebody said something about, and I think there is a conversation worth having of like nothing. Basically what they said is it's dumb to say the atheist movement or atheists in general. I'm using a lot of scare quotes here because nothing you don't have to be anything to be an atheist besides just not believing in God. And so saying do atheists do X is unhelpful. And I would, my response would be, I feel like we do a lot of things like that when we're just trying to pull big numbers. Like, do black people do this? Do immigrants do that? Like, how do they vote? Whatever. Yeah. Like it just be, you don't have to like opt into every (laughs) thing you're into. (laughs) Right. right? Like, yeah, you didn't vote into like being a Brown guy and I didn't vote in for being white, but like I certainly opted into like being an angry feminist (laughs) and you opted into being an angry atheist. Like, you know what I mean? And so I think it's just worth saying like, when we talk about the atheist movement, yes, it's not perfect, but we have to talk about it in some terms. Otherwise, and the one thing I will give uh, again, uh, American Atheist Board credit for, mm-hmm. they didn't wait on this. As far as I yeah. know, they took action relatively quickly Ugh. after this word got back to them. Yeah, that's not something we always see in all the Me Too stuff. A hundred percent, and I again, do. Good yeah, on them. I, I think credit is credit where credits do that they did the right thing. Yeah, I, I don't uh, I don't know if uh, Silver... I remember Lawrence Krauss, when the story came out about him after a few he weeks, denied, he wrote, he, like, some nine-page essay ugh, rebutting yeah. everything. Like, he literally went, like, point by point. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it, I don't know that it helped him. Um, I, would, I don't... Emmett, I would argue it did not, I, but uh, go ahead. Um, I, so I don't know what Dave Silverman's going to do, if anything. Um, who cares? In mm. another way. Um and uh, sad to say that because again, as a friend, I, it's I, this, it's uh, weird to say that yes, about someone is, you know personally. I think this is, and I think you knew him better than I did, and he probably knows your name knows you by name because you're famous, and well, I'm and like your talked, psychic. We've talked outside of atheism <laughs> stuff, yes. and we've had conversations about. Is other this things. the closest that this has hit you so uh, far? 
Because for probably, me, it is yeah. far and away the closest it's hit me. Professionally, I mean, it, it in my life, I don't have any, I don't talk to anybody, so why would it? Uh, sure. But in you terms know of me and your atheism wife and your kids, stuff, kind of. Kind of. Um, <laughs> what are that, her names? I, who can kid one and kid two? <laughs> <laughs> it's that one, you know. Um, in terms of <laughs> the professionally. One the girl one, but yeah, is a construct. But like Lawrence Krauss, I don't talk to the guy. Yeah, I don't yeah. talk to any of the, the new atheist names or whatever. Um, like if I've ever had an email exchange or whatever, that's kind of it. But again, Silverman I've seen for ever since I got involved in this stuff. Like he organized the reason, helped organize the reason rally. Yeah. He's not a nobody if you're interested in this sort of stuff. And for that to hit home like that. Yeah, that's, yes. it's and hurtful. And again, it's, it's hurtful because I, this, it's, it's the stopping people from getting more involved. He pushed away people who yeah. were genuinely interested in being activists. And let's be specific. He pushed away women mm-hmm. and young women from getting into this movement, which we we need. We mm-hmm. always need women. We always need people of color. Like, we... <laughs> I was going to say, we have enough white guys. Thank you. But whatever. White guys, you're welcome, I guess. <laughs> um, by the way, coincidentally, today, Madeline Murray O'Hare's birthday. Oh, so, happy birthday, American Avians. How old would she have been? I don't know. God, do some research, Emmett, oh, for once God. in your life. Once in my life. Do you want to move on to a different story? Yeah, because I'm so thoroughly bummed out about that. Can I do, like, the shortest story Go I've ever had? Go for it, yes. <laughs> okay, so so to give some context, usually, now, now that I'm working a full-time job, I'll come home from work. Emmett and I record around 9-ish on, on Fridays, usually. So I like scamper up to our little office and I just like basically scroll Twitter and find shit for this show. That's, and it's always done formula. Yeah. It's always done me good. I don't like to go on friendly atheist because I don't want to like, you know, chomp your flavor. You never read it anyway. Okay. I, I read the shit. I I rest my case. (laughs) No, that's not true. Before I wrote for it, I read everything. And then then I started writing for it and I was like, this isn't the quality I expect. <laughs> Thank you for bringing everything I do down. I'm the worst. <laughs> I've been You're chugging terminated. wine. I've had a really lousy day. <laughs> um, so anyway, I was just like buzzing through um, Twitter, and because you know our president is bombing Syria, Syria yeah. and he's probably gonna fire some people, and. You know, today Cohen got brought up on criminal. Like a lot has been going on, so people are like, "Hey, guess what Catholics are doing today?" Um, anyway, so I literally searched on Twitter for Catholics. So uh-huh. I was like, "They must be doing something." What did you find? God help me! I ended up on a Breitbart website, and oh, I God. didn't mean to. What did you find? It just said uh, attendance under the cool pope um, was dropping. I couldn't find a single drop of corroborating data for that. But I was like, oh, this will be a cool thing to talk about because Cool Pope is cool. Cool (laughs) Pope isn't working for the marketing. (laughs) But it was just Breitbart making shit up. (laughs) Well, thanks, Breitbart, for bringing down the Catholic Church. Are you going to do a whole uh, uh, link for that of just talked about? No, not to Breitbart, but like. I will. I'll put it in the timestamps. What do we call it? Timestamps. Thank you. (laughs) I'm crossing it out. I cross Thank things you. out when I'm done it's with good. the story. It's, it's next crossed to the heart. Out. <laughs> uh, so this is a news story that I oh, heard. Oh, you have real news? I know, I know. Uh, Sarah Pauline Bailey of the Washington Post reported this week that next week, a week from now, 
a bunch of evangelicals are gathering at Wheaton College, not far from where we are. Let's go! Um, and this isn't the Trump inner circle evangelical leader, counselor, advisor thing. Mm-hmm. These are the other evangelical Christians who are really pissed off by the Trump evangelical Christians. And basically, <gasps> they're boy, gathering... Boy, crazy boy. It's a I don't West Side Story reference. Oh, right. When you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. Have you never seen West Side Story? I've heard of it. Okay, sidebar. It's a really good movie. Is it? Yeah. No, no, no. Honestly, we just saw it. uh, We just saw it. We just saw it like a year ago at the Music Box and like on the big screen. Yeah. It is the old '60s version. Yeah. Okay. It's fucking amazing. I probably know (laughs) every word of that movie. I've met Russ Hamlin and the guy who plays Bernardo, whose name I can't... Anyway, go ahead. Finish uh-huh. your story. So they're all meeting at Wheaton College, and they want to discuss the future of evangelicalism. <laughs> That's where we're going with this. <laughs> Being helpful or not Thank you. They're gathering to figure out the soul of their faith. And ba- so square quotes. Here's the best, quotes. the best quotation from one of the evangelical leaders that is meeting next week. When you Google evangelicals, you get Trump. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. totally deserve it. Yeah, that's how it um, do. When you all voted for him, that's sort of how it goes. And what they said is that's a problem for these leaders because to them, they're going by this classical definition of evangelical uh Evangelicalism, here's their definition. Yep. A person who believes in the authority of the Bible, salvation through Jesus' work on the cross. Did he work on the cross? Well, Personal conversion and a need for evangelism. He that's, worked it in Jesus Christ Superstar. That's blasphemous. <laughs> they're, they're saying that's what evangelicalism should be. But if you think of evangelical now, if you stop someone on the street, what is evangelical, what is evangelical Christianity all about? Uh, it's hating gay people. Hating gay people, anti-woman, it's cakes. pro-Trump, it's anti-immigrant, it's all that stuff. Cakes, you didn't say cakes. Uh, oh, sorry. Yes. Making sure gay people can't eat cakes. Yes. Thank um, you. <laughs> and what upsets them is that, I mean, this is the reputation that all of them are with and it's by the, the way, some of these people fucking aren't. Some of these people are very much pro-immigration. They're anti-Trump. They don't like the guy. They're part of that twenty percent that didn't vote for him. Mm-hmm. And so I think they want to see if there's a path forward to try to reclaim evangelicalism. Here's the problem with that. And again, we touched on this. They want to bring evangelical back to like what it used to mean or what it should mean. The problem is like. It's not like evangelical Christianity was all that great before Trump got into office. Like, what did evangelical Christianity mean before he was ever on the political scene? They're still anti-women. They're against abortion rights. They're against feminism because it suggests women are of the same stature as men, even though they'll say Have human bodies that they want to care about. Right. They were against same-sex marriage. They're against the existence of transgender people. Remember, we well, talked about the Nashville... I wouldn't say sta- they were against it. They just didn't acknowledge that they yeah. were real humans. Yes. Remember that Nashville statement they signed like a couple months ago? That was nope. the thing. That was a statement that a, like hundreds and hundreds of evangelical leaders, including the people showing up at Wheaton next week, they all signed it. And this is the thing that basically said, you're whatever gender you are from birth, like that's it. You can't... Transgender oh. isn't a thing. That, that's still these people. They're anti-science in a lot of ways. They're against comprehensive sex education, and they're against birth control. Try figuring that one out. They're against climate change. They think there's a war on Christmas. They think they're the most persecuted group, religious group, in the U.S. Um, this is what they were before Trump came on the scene. So what exactly do they want to... How do they think they're going to change evangelicalism when they're part of the problem? 
That's what I don't get about this meeting. It is useless. Yeah. What are you going to accomplish? Like, even if Trump is gone, even if every evangelical Christian, white, we should say, because the black evangelicals are long <laughs> done with Trump. Um, black evangelicals are holding it down. Thanks, guys, yes. again. Um, even if Trump is out, they're still going to be stuck with the same political, social repercussions because they brought it upon themselves. I don't know what they're meeting to do because they're not going to solve their problem unless yeah, they have I a get, change of heart <clears throat> about all these issues. I guess my question is, what is Trump doing that they're against? Because they, like you said, they're... Because he's <sighs> corrupt. It's the porn star stuff. It's the tweets. It's the irrational I'm ignorance, sorry, whatever. Christian leaders have been like, don't matter. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just, fine. What I don't... These are the same people who acted like Barack Obama was persecuting them. No, that's the thing is... Like, you're part of the problem. I, I, here's my thing, is that, and this isn't like the first time anyone's... Ever, I, I keep throwing my phone around because I'm really stressed out tonight. Um, it is that if anybody was a like true Christian TM, right? Like really a follower of Christ, they would be pro-welfare, they would be pro-immigrants, they would be pro-sex works, sex workers, they, they because would... Because why? Explain that one. Oh, because from my understanding, and again, my understanding is based on Jesus Christ Superstar, the musical by Andrew Lloyd Webber. That's all you need. But, but Jesus, Christ, Jesus was supportive of sex workers in the Bible 2,000 years ago, right? Like, I don't like, know. If, what did he, with the prostitute in the Bible or something like that is the story? Yeah, like, God, don't, I'm sorry. Are you making me quote the Bible right now? I don't I, have time for this. That's exactly No, no, no. I, I, essentially, like, he, I don't, I think it's one of those things that Mary, God, this is going to be the worst. Don't email me. Mary Magdalene wasn't a sex worker, but other people in his, like, posse were, and he always forgave them which is okay problematic but like he did not dismiss people because they were sex workers because they were poor because it didn't matter who you were he wanted to help you and if you were the quote least of these even better and if i remember from jesus christ superstar like the middle of the first act who he was really mad at was the people in his temple who were gambling and being lustful and and uh, um being uh greedy those were the people who was right. super fucking mad at, and he got high up in that falsetto, which is how you know he's mad. You've never seen Jesus Christ Superstar. This means there's somebody who thinks this is funny. <laughs> it might be I'll me take your, listening. I'll back take your word for it. it. Um, so, what what Jesus Christ, in my understanding, again based on the musical. What he was against was greedy people. What he was mad about was was uh, forsaking people who needed help. He helped the lepers. So if a, somebody is like a true, true blue Christian, they should be spending every moment of their life forsaking wealth, helping the poor, helping immigrants, helping people who need help. Not making sure that people don't have to bake cakes for gay people because they think gays are icky. Yep. The the most interesting revelation about that, uh, what's going on right now with them, uh-huh. is that they spent so many years alienating liberals, uh-huh. even the ones who were Christian, uh-huh. and now they're getting burned by the far-right conservatives who want nothing to do with them. So whatever, they deserve it. Now they're really in their own little bubble. So mm. Let's go to Wheaton College. It's like 15 minutes away from here. In there. Nice 
nice school. My friend uh, was a student there. She, yeah? She won't invite me. That's fine. <laughs> I let, While we're talking about uh, Wheaton, let me bring up the kind of other side. <laughs> I love of, I, love I do transitions. <laughs> Locationally specific weekend this podcast. I'm going to Lynchburg, this Virginia. Happened, uh, this Liberty. happened in the western suburbs of Chicago, <laughs> so we're going to cover it. So let's it. go to Virginia. Um, the story is at Liberty University, Jerry Falwell Jr. School. Fuck now. yeah, with their shooting range. <laughs> with their shooting what, what? range, yeah. So here's the story. Uh, Shane Claiborne, who is a progressive Christian, he is the type of Christian, the one you were just talking about, who TM. actually cares about you know all the, the least of these stuff. Um, they were going to host a rally of sorts in Lynchburg, probably in Lynchburg for a reason. Oh, I'm the sorry. Ra- Can they change the name of Lynchburg? It makes uh, me deeply uncomfortable every time you say it. I know. I'm sorry. It was called the Red Letter Revival because they wanted to focus on what Jesus said, the red letters in the Bible, because that's the oh, good that stuff. Thing? Yeah. So they that did not all these in the all these well, no kidding. <laughs> so all these progressive Christians were getting together to have a rally to say, you know, we support immigrant rights. We support all these people that Trump is basically going after. Mm-hmm. And Claiborne basically um, partly in a, I think, publicity stunt and partly in a gesture of, well, we're in this city. So let us invite Jerry Falwell Jr. because we're coming here. Um, so Which he, one is Jerry Falwell? He's the bad one. Okay, well, um, yeah. He's the guy Comment, who's the yeah, president of, of... His dad founded Liberty University. He's okay, the son it. who got is it, basically it, it, a it, pro-Trump defender on cable Fox News all the time. The most Christian of all the presidents. Yes. So uh, he, Shane Claiborne sends a letter to Jerry Falwell Jr. saying, you know, come on by. Uh, we will, if you want to speak... To, to all of us and talk about, yes, Jesus is good. How much Jesus hated gay people? You know, that Go should ahead. not be an issue. Come on down. And by the way, uh, some of the Liberty students, we expect, will also be coming to this. Because why wouldn't they? Because they're also Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would make sense. What did Jerry Falwell say back to them? Suck my dick. Close. Oh, wait. Close. He said, if you step on Liberty's campus at all, I will have you arrested. (gasps) (laughs) Which they weren't going to do, but like, yeah, I'm going to arrest all of you people. For what? For for trying to, I don't know. For being mean. For instigating, like, I don't know. No. Blasphemy of sorts. This is a dumb question. Is... A campus private property? Uh, Yeah, that one is. is. That one is. Because it's a private school. Yeah. So... So they could, but like they were. But that would be chill. It's him. not like they were rallying. You know, you know how Jerry is really trying to get his like chill reputation up. <laughs> That's how you do it. Well, he can release the steam at the gun range, but again, <laughs> they, they. It's not like they were going to rally the on the quad. They were going to be somewhere else. They, and whatever. they weren't trying to like fucking burn buildings down. No. They just wanted to say hey. Yep. And so here's the second part of this story. One of the reporters for the student newspaper at Liberty said, well, Liberty students are going to be at this rally. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go to the rally to cover it because that's what a student reporter does for the school newspaper. Um, They actually, uh, the reporter in question, her name is Erin Covey. She reached out to Jerry Falwell because he was now part of the story Mm -hmm. and said, you know, do you have any comment on the rally, on on whatever the controversy now that it's been a day or two do you have anything to say what does he say to her a student at liberty by the way you seem really nice and your future is bright Mm -hmm. what he says (laughs) you uh, have birthing hips i'm sorry i'm gonna quote from jack jenkins of religion news service who wrote a story about this 
I, Jack Jenkins is a good guy. He, I love his uh, name so much. <laughs> uh, this is part of the story. A screenshot of his email to oh her was shown to Religion News Service. You know it's good when somebody takes a screen grab mm-hmm. of your email? Which makes you wonder, like, I can't take a screenshot on the computer, maybe? So I'm going to use my phone to take a picture so, like, they can't uh, know Jerry I'm Fowell doing it. Because Jerry doesn't know what SNP is? Like, he might know that they're using... The, whatever. Here's what the email said from Falwell to this student. Oh it said, so no, bad. let's not run any articles about the event. That's all these folks are here for. Publicity. Best to ignore them. Sure. She responded with another email saying, well, there's other media outlets who are covering this. And, you know, asking if the paper could still cover the event. And Falwell didn't reply. Basically, he tried to tell her, don't run this story. Because it features progressive well, Christians and it makes them look bad. So he didn't want the reporter to do the reporting of a thing that involved liberty. Which, by the way, liberty was in the news this week because of this. And he didn't want his own student doing it. As a reporter, she did everything right. And he's telling her, like, no. No, I don't do this it's thing. It's like, if, if that doesn't fit the criteria for a campus newspaper, I don't know what does. No, and by 100%. the way, credit to that student. Do who, we know her name? Erin uh, Covey, who oh, said... Yeah. Um, definitely I'm going to quote her. The level of oversight we have does make it difficult to pursue the accurate journalism that we're taught in our classes. Well, I, All right. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not here to victim blame. If you're going to J school at Liberty <laughs> University, like rethink your. Okay. You know what's sad? As a speech forensics coach myself at the mm-hmm. high school level, me too. Yeah. Uh, you hear that. <laughs> I mean, there's a college circuit, too, which I never took part in, but I'm aware of it. Liberty actually does really well when it comes to debate on the college circuit. Because they have those freshly pressed khakis. Look at you digging your hole deeper (laughs) and deeper. I don't know why. I'm just, like, hurt and lashing out. Um, Can we do a quick hypothetical? So so Jerry Falwell, Jr.? Jr. Yeah. So imagine if there was like the Hemant Meta University, yeah. right? And it was like an atheist yeah. <laughs> university, unlike the rest of the universe. <laughs> but like, say, like you're supposed to be, you're supposed to be atheist to attend. You don't have to, but you know we prefer right, it. Right, right. Would you feel threatened by somebody writing up something in the paper about? being conservative because i feel like it's the no, same thing of like if you're at liberty university you're saying you're a christian right but you're not necessarily way, saying jerry, you're very Fa- conservative. jerry falwell jr also killed the campus democrats club years ago i'm sorry really quick by you, the way they were your gap between killed and the next word sorry, sorry. was suspenseful gun range sorry <laughs> the, no he shut them down and even though they were democrats who were pro-life and like whatever yeah, like cool anti-gay Right, but they still wanted so to, I know, like? I, I know, but they formed this campus Democrats group and he said, you don't get to be an organized group. Like, that's what he does. That's pretty To answer your fucked. question, no, I don't think I'd be afraid of it because I think like, well, whatever arguments you make in favor of these beliefs are probably bad. I'd rather put them out there, let people rebut it. Yeah. And by the way, you're Jerry Falwell. You could just say, well, I'm going to write a little editorial for the campus newspaper saying, here's why that group is bad. And how does... Could have done that, not squash the article. Right. And how does not how does snuffing out opposing opinions not feel tyrannical, frankly? Like, oh, it is. And remember, there were... But if you're the person doing it, isn't there like something in the back of your head that says like, I am... Because there's a difference between like, oh, people in atheist circles will say something conservative and they'll get shit on the internet. Yes, that will happen because I'm I'm just like 
Because you're watching them. No, I'm predicting the tweets that are coming to us yes. that like people are like, oh, if I say that I'm pro-Trump and I'm an atheist. What, it, there's a difference between that and we are not going to let this be published or be seen. I He censored a group earlier this year or last year when they were opposed to Donald Trump speaking at Liberty, which he did last year. And did he, he shut them down too, Did basically. he quote the Bible? I'm sure he did. Or I think that was I think I've that was never at Liberty. Been more obs- I was think that, that was at Liberty. Yeah, that was that event. I've never been more obsessed with anything in my entire life than two <laughs> Corinthians. Okay. Um, let me move on to a different story, which is I have other stories, you know. Do you really? <laughs> no, I have one more. All right. This is in Oklahoma. They now have an official state inspirational song. Oh Christ on the cross. You're close. I've got the joy, joy, That's not joy, it. joy down in. Okay, wait, wait, let me guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You get one guess. <laughs> the state's official inspirational song. <laughs> Every time I look at you, I t- it's Jesus Christ Superstar. That's, that's not Jesus Christ. Do you want to watch it? I bought the I, Blu-ray of the 2000 version. Oh, my God. <laughs> not the, the one that was last week. It was so good. Did I talk about it on this podcast already? Yes. It was so good. <laughs> so the inspirational song in Oklahoma is... I Can Only Imagine by a Christian band named Mercy Me. Wait, that's a Christian song? I thought it was just like a general country song. Uh, Is that the song I'm thinking of? I can only imagine. Does it have Jesus over and over? I know. That's I don't remember. Literally either. everything I just said is Here's what I know about this I song. I don't know the song because I wouldn't because it's a Christian rock song that is probably the most famous Christian rock song of all time. I mean, I went to weddings in Indiana and Montana, so you like I heard defo it. heard it. Uh, the, the setup of the story is the guy, the lead singer, lost <laughs> his father. And oh. the, at the funeral, I think he was imagining what his father must be going through in the afterlife and how amazing it must be to meet Jesus and God in the afterlife. So he said, I can only imagine. Um, that is actually the theme of a movie that came out a couple weeks ago. Like we joked about God's Not Dead 3. Yep. Uh, at the same time that came out, so did this other Christian movie from a different Fuck company yes. called I Can Only Imagine. That one's actually doing pretty good in theaters, relatively speaking. Wait, is it like based on the song? Based on so the is song it like and the story pe- and the relationship. You mean heaven, but kind like, of. Yeah. It's the relationship between the singer and his dad. That's what the movie's that about. That's nice. So again, this is the new inspirational song. Not the new, the state's official Christian inspirational song, which they didn't need, but all right. No, this is the inspirational song for everybody. I don't really know how non-Christians are supposed to be inspired by presumably they're going to hell yeah. is what the implication of this is. But okay. So, yeah, and by no. the way, it passed unanimously through the House and the Senate. No one voted no. A bunch of people didn't vote or said they were <laughs> Wait, excused. I'm sorry. Passed unanimously. That unanimously. In Louisiana, they were trying to do a bill that like banned bestiality and they had 10 dumb votes <laughs> on it. So like, let's just kind of look at our country right now. Take a good long look in the mirror, guys. <laughs> there you what go. What is happening? <laughs> Everything this is, the, is I, horrible. This is the worst night I've ever had. Do you want to see? Here's another one. Wait, I want to yes. mine. Go. All yours. So I, I, I couldn't decide what I wanted to read. Yes. Um, I actually have two more. So in your face. So Mike Pompeo. Yeah. You know who he is. He is the new... Uh, the new nominee for Secretary the Secretary of State. It um, turns out, so he's a monster anyway. Like, he's a warmonger. He is not great. He's also, like, a super huge homophobe. Yes. 
Um, and so in his confirmation, which have you heard? I, I heard he's probably not going to get through confirmation hearings. I think have you heard Rand that? Paul said he's a definite no. And Rand Paul said he that. He occasionally says these things. But again, Republicans and this Senate, who knows if it's they're just going to fall in line say. eventually. Um, so Cory Booker, who... Good senator, New Jersey. Such Democrat. a good senator. Also, he sounds exactly like Keegan-Michael Key in a way that like <laughs> I find upsetting. Um, but so Cory Booker is definitely like the, like the bay for the right, for the left of like, <laughs> we want him to run, but just cause he's like a very handsome, well-spoken man. So he said, um, this, I'm just going to read this back and forth. Uh, Booker is, is being gay a perversion? There is some lead up here. Uh, Pompeo. Uh, Senator, he keeps calling him Senator, like, every time he speaks. When I was a politician, I had a very clear view whether it was appropriate for two same-sex persons to marry. I stand by that. Booker, so you think it's inappropriate for two same-sex people to marry? Uh, Senator, I I continue to hold that view. It's the same view. Booker, and I didn't transcribe this exactly, Basically said, you do not believe gay couples at the State Department. You believe that gay couples at the State Department should not be allowed. And this is this is the thing that fucking kills me. Pompeo said, I treated gay couples at the State Department with the same set of rights. Booker said, do you believe that gay sex is a perversion? Yes or no? Do you think Pompeo said yes or no? Of like a fucking human? Not. My respect for every individual, regardless of their secu- sexual orientation, is the same. Can we talk about how it's 2018 and this is still a conversation that happened, a controversial conversation that happened in a, in a hearing. That, and by the way, here's a couple of problems with that. One is that he makes it sound like I think they're perverted and I would totally not give them equal rights if I didn't have to, but the law but... makes me. And the other thing is he also made a lot of statements that are anti-Islam, anti-Muslim. And I, I don't know if it was Booker or someone else. They were grilling him on that. And the criticism from the right was, why are you asking him about his views on gay issues or um, Islam issues? Because he's Secretary of State. Matters. Because you're dealing with like countries that are Islamic because, countries, or, and if you they think you're just an uh, Islamophobe, if in that use of the word. They don't want to negotiate with you. They're going to think the worst of you. So it's not going to help you in the job. He's also dealing with countries that still see being gay as punishable by death. Mm-hmm. Like it's and, it, and, and his attitude is like, well, I it's wish we very could very laissez-faire. Laissez-faire. So, so when you see somebody who comes in, like, <laughs> he's going to talk to some, like, horrible dictator who is like, yeah, gay people should be murdered. He's not going to be the one who's like, hey, maybe you shouldn't. He's going to be like, yeah, dude, I fucking get it. Isn't it gross? That is how State Department meetings... I want to see that transcript. I almost canceled this podcast because I was in such a fucking shitty mood when he came over. Then Um, I brightened your day. I'm going to skip one of them. I'm going to jump to two quick ones. Yeah. Uh, Focus on the family. Yeah. uh, Since we're talking about anti-gay, look at me transitioning. Uh, (laughs) Focus on the family for years now. You know how the day of silence in a lot of schools where people might wear a day of silence. Yeah. yeah. Uh, What's that for? uh, On one particular day uh, later this month, I think, is when the group is doing it. Um, Everyone in school who wants to can wear like a rainbow uh, ribbon or they give a card saying, I'm not going to speak today on behalf of LGBTQ people who have been silenced. Okay, good. Um, I participated in that when I was in high school. It's been around for a while. I did not have Um, never heard of it. And as a teacher, too, there were students in my class who did that. Okay, good. Fine. 
Um, in response, because Focus on the Family doesn't like that stuff. Oh my stuff, God, yeah, I hate um, this already. They did a thing called the Day of Dialogue where students are told like to give a card to their friends. Here's one version of a card. I hate that you're gay, but I think your soul is pretty cool probably it's, if you repent. It's close. The card says, uh, I believe there's a God who knows our names, including our relationships, our sexuality, and our souls. That's why Jesus Christ came to this earth to give his life for people like you and me because he loves every person. As someone if you bang a boy. As someone who follows Jesus, I'll stand up for students who are being teased, bullied, and harmed. I also believe God cares so much about us that blah, 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 sexuality. Let's talk about it. Day of dialogue, which, let's face it, is really a day of monologue because no one wants to talk to them. Here's the thing. They've been doing this since, like, 2010, 2011, 2012, one of those years. They've done it every year since. It's been a while. It's been several years. And I always posted about it because a friend of mine made a parody of that card, basically saying, like... Mocking that entire thing. Yeah, it's you great. You say mocking. Uh, he made a card making fun of it. Great. He called it the day of monologue. Hilarious. <laughs> um, let me invite you to listen to me give an awkward sermon. Blah, 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 blah. I was ready to post it. So I go to the day of dialogue website <laughs> to say, when is this thing happening this year? Because this is around the time that happens. Oh, tell me they canceled it. They didn't say they canceled it, but I was looking for the date and I couldn't find the date. So I went to their news updates, blog, whatever it was. And they said, you know what? We've revised the program um, in an effort to better serve and empower participants and help continue the initiative's growth. We'll be leaving it open for individual students to decide what day works for them. Whoa. You can do the day of dialogue. So in that short, like a good step. they're saying we're canceling it. But they're also saying, like, no, it's cool. You could just do it whenever. We don't have Which to tell they you. Did anyway. Which defeats the whole purpose of the so power cool. of that day. It like, sounds to me like they admitted defeat. It's like saying we're going to march for our lives against, you but know, just for gun control. But just walk in D.C. Whenever, whenever you feel like yeah. it. Like, hey, if you're walking down <laughs> Pennsylvania Avenue, you're walking for gun rights. <laughs> it's like, no, just say you canceled it. Say you lost this issue. Even even fifty Even would. 50% of evangelicals under the age of 30 support marriage equality. Yeah, because millennials are cool as fuck. Yeah, so like they're the lowest group on the list, like the evangelical millennials, but still we're talking half the people. So like they've lost this one, but instead of just saying, you know what, you were, you win. Yeah. No, they're just like, no, we just gave you more choice. Like this is the one place where they like choice. Um, let me talk about one other thing really quickly, and then we'll get to some questions, yeah. uh, which is last week we brought up that Ken Ham couldn't find enough employees for his seasonal employment. Do you uh, find enough employees to fill out his giant suit? I'm sorry. That was low. <laughs> they're going to quote you on that, and they're going to be mad. I hope somebody quotes me. You think inside it's just three little kids standing <laughs> on each other's shoulders? <laughs> I'm glad this story amuses I'm so sorry. (laughs) This is not my most professional podcast. (laughs) This is why no networks are coming after us with their giant contracts. Get at me, Casper. (laughs) So. (laughs) I'll sell your mattress. That's it. I'm turning this into a true crime (laughs) podcast next week. Girl. Um, I need you to disappear so that I have an episode. First of all, how dare you? Second of all, if I disappear, it was definitely him and the murdered me. There's a bog behind my house. That's where my body is. So, 
Ken Ham can't find anyone to work because they require every employee from like the janitor on up to, do to, really chill to say you have to tell us how you were saved by Jesus. You have to tell us that you agree that evolution is a lie and Earth is a few thousand years old. Yeah. You have to confirm uh, your agreement with the a- answers in Genesis statement of faith, which mm-hmm. says the only legitimate marriage is between natural opposite sex couples. Like <laughs> trans people don't exist. So like they couldn't find anyone to take these jobs because yeah, not everyone narrow down our base as that. much as possible. So here's the thing. Earlier this week, Ken Ham does a Facebook Live and he's chatting please, please in like the, God work the Ark Encounter food court. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. They were discussing, like, I think they were trying to make a commercial, uh, informal commercial. Like, hey, if you're listening to this, you like us, come work for us over the summer. If you're a college student, whatever. Um, and here's what he basically said. They said, uh, we actually, for the seasonals, the seasonal you employees. You know what? Do say actually, you know it's going to be good. I know. We actually, for the seasonal employees, we actually have a more abridged statement of faith, the fundamentals of Christianity, not the detailed one for all of our full-time managers and others. So for seasonals, wait for this, I know there's a lot of young people who still aren't necessarily mature in all their thinking in lots of areas. So one, just trashed all the people who want to work for him. Like, yeah, they're (laughs) immature, but we'll take them. We need a body. We'll fix your brain. (laughs) But the other thing is, what does the abridged statement of faith look like? Because what do you cut? Oh, a hundred percent. What things are in the statement of faith where you're like, eh, this one's not uh, that important. This. So I tried applying because I want to know. And by the you way, did not. Uh, this is you I haven't was, met. I tried applying to well, the. Eh, I went a couple screens. Okay. Paul ends. Paul ends. Who's a, you're a YouTuber? <laughs> Paul ends. Who's a YouTuber <laughs> who uh, YouTube's <laughs> under Paulagia. Clever name. That's he actually good, alerted me to this and he said he tried it too and he couldn't find anything. I tried it myself. Uh-huh. And the thing is, like one of the first screens when you click on a seasonal job application for them, um, you have to do a quick yes, no on a couple of questions. Like, are you at least 16 years old? Yes, fine. Because that's the work uh, minimum age. And then at one point it says, do you agree 100% with oh. our statement of faith? Wait, well, with no details? With no details. So it's like, I, is that like the Apple thing of like, do you accept our new terms of service? <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, I guess I could click yes, which is what they want. Yeah, fucking moonwalk through but that. I really wanted to know what the abridged statement looked like. They did not have it anywhere as far as I could tell. Really? I think what the deal is, is if you say no, they just won't throw out your application. And if they call you for an interview, they'll bring it up. But they don't want to say it out loud. They oh, just want to know what is the issue you have, and maybe we can work Do you around have it. Have a gay friend who you like because <laughs> that's a deal breaker. I'm, I'm going to read this to you. This is Raw Story. The website wrote an article about this issue, and Ken Ham linked to that one. Mm-hmm. Never to me. He doesn't like that. But he tweeted. <laughs> he tweeted <laughs> along with it. Oh my god, you're so we bitter. Have, we have a cold war. He blocked me, and he thinks I can't read Does his tweets. Know you but have I a cold can. War? Uh, let's talk about how he <laughs> thinks I can't read his tweets. Um, anyway, here's what he tweeted with the link to Raw Story. Oh, the lies atheists tell. <gasps> oh. But then again, they're atheists, so, quote, truth is whatever they make up, so the end justifies the means. Good for Only us. reason I link to this piece of made-up trash is to remind us how insecure these people are and to pray for them. Just to be clear, the Did Raw Story article, which linked to my article... Was but not all to your about, article directly. Was all about, here's video of Ken Ham saying they've loosened the restrictions on employment. And he got mad at Raw Story for pointing that out. 
Yeah. Well, you done fucked up, and you know. <laughs> and and first of all, you know that. <laughs> yeah. So I don't. There, there you go. There's Ken Ham saying like, "How Just dare you quote me usual. directly?" This is what creationists and conservatives. Here's the thing about creation: conservatives and like the liberal thing. When conservatives attack liberals, it's because they think we're like persecuting them or whatever. We're quoting them directly and yeah, saying, yeah. "Here's why it's bad." When we, when they're mocking us, they're making up everything we believe. Yeah. So anyway, um, cool. do we have questions? No. Oh, well, I'd w- do you have um, one more? I'd like. Uh, two more quick things. One was just there was a bill that was passed in Missouri that had to do with like um, conceal and carry in religious grounds. Anyway, people were. Uh, I, I okay. I don't want to glaze over this as, as much as I was going to. Um, so there was a Missouri bill that that uh, passed a conceal carry. And a group representing Jewish, Catholic, Episcopalian, Lutheran, Methodist, and Baptist and other traditions held a news conference to oppose the Missouri House Bill 1936, which would allow residents to carry concealed firearm on most private properties, including houses of worship, unless there's there's specific signage saying otherwise. And all of these uh, these leaders of, of various faiths in, major- in, in Missouri stood up and said, like, fuck you, which I want to... I Like, we, we dunk on religion a whole lot in this, so I want to, like, give credit where credit's due. Um, Archbishop Roger J. Carlson said it would, quote, broaden Second Amendment rights at the expense of the First Amendment rights of religious liberty. While you're on that topic, San Antonio, a bunch of interfaith religious groups got together and said, what issue do we want to tackle as a interfaith group? Yeah. They're tackling uh, affordable housing. They want to make sure oh, it's available God, to that's people. Great. I don't know how they're going to do it, but they said with all of our resources and all of our churches yeah, and, and synagogues and mosques, this is the issue we want to tackle. I wish they had included atheist groups. There are some in San Antonio, but sure. whatever. That's the issue they want to focus and on. I, Good on them. And I, I do want to say, and I always I like to succeed. land on this point that like you and I are are atheists and tend to be anti-organized religion in general, but not on its face, where we we rail against organized religion when it is doing something unhelpful for the community or aggressively harmful for any particular people. And so I don't... The, the reason I brought this up is I don't ever want it to go past to see, like, oh, people are doing good things in the name of we'll, their church. We'll give credit where it's due. Ex- ex- thank you, exactly. Um, do we have mail? Yeah, we do. I'm actually super stoked about this because we got this right when I started writing um, writing my notes for the night. All right. Uh, I'm going to read this whole thing because I think it was a really uh, interesting, well-written letter. It's from John. Howdy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've been a stalker slash listener for a while. Um, I've, quote, written you guys a million times. I've just never actually typed it, so this is my first. I would like to get your thoughts on my current uh, reigning internal conflict and. <laughs> if this could be the inspiration of a good Jess rant, that that much better. And aside, Jess, I think you swear just the right fucking amount. Thank you, John. <laughs> um, I I had already gotten to the point where I'd written off Trump voters slash supporters going as far as if you post anything pro-Trump, you're not only unfollowed, you are unfriended. My thoughts were that I don't feel, uh, excuse me, I don't want... Someone seeing that we are mutual friends if you think a bunch of stupid shit. I just feel like there there has to be some point that if you support this idiot and his administration and slash or don't have the foresight to see this coming, then, well, just fuck you. 
you so he wants to unfriend people who support Trump and, and, and has stuff. not just wants yeah. to has uh, you and your opinion are dead for me. I haven't decided. I haven't decided if this is the healthiest way to deal with this or not, but I'm trying where I find myself now is that once I cross the threshold into allowing myself to completely dismiss one group, AKA the Trump voters, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm having difficulty with where I draw this thread back to. If you're Mormon, Catholic, X, Y, Z, I'm struggling with trying to give the rest of your opinions the respect they may or may not deserve. If you believe the Noah's Ark story, I am honestly going to have a hard time taking financial advice from you. How do you guys reconcile this? I've always tried uh, at least passively, excuse me, to be at least passively dismissive and and usually not aggressive, but I'm struggling. I've been listening to your new content for a few years, and while I did enjoy the, quote, interview format, the audio was often a bummer. Did we have bad audio? Cool. I'm really liking the current story banter <laughs> style. I love you guys. Keep up the good work, job. So he's wondering, can I unfriend so, people I disagree with? Is that the right way to handle it? Uh, yeah, and I think sort of the larger thing is, who do you keep in your life? At what point are they, at what point do you say like, oh, we don't disagree on this thing, but we can still be friends versus in, ver- versus you think that, you know, you're a neo-Nazi. So like, let's fucking cut off ties. Right. That's so, obvious. And, and, and I don't I, know if I'm the right person. I want to hear your response to this. Well, I don't you have know no if, friends. I have no friends. But the ones I keep on Facebook are people I know in real life for the most part. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I don't really care what their posts are. Like Twitter, I follow people who, whose uh, tweets I genuinely want to read. On Facebook, it's like, oh, everyone posts stuff well, I don't so you're, like, So you're disagree. infrequently on, on Facebook. Oh, and I'm always, always on Facebook. I oh, just, really? You just don't post? I don't post. I don't comment. Um, but rarely. do you use Facebook as a, as a like friendly atheist thing or as a Hemant Meta thing? More for the friendly atheist. I I use it personally. Sure. But really, it's more like, let me keep tabs on what's going on in certain people's lives. Mm -hmm. I know there are people who say things I disagree with. There are former students of mine who I want to keep track of and I want to keep that connection with who are super religious and constantly say religious things. I'm not about to cut them off, but it's like, oh, right. But don't you think there's a difference between like... That versus Trump and yay, all um, that I, stuff. I, I, yes, but no, but um, so versus like, it was a beautiful day today. God is so great, whatever. Versus, I believe God thinks that gay people are in about Aaron You know Those what I mean? Like, do say that for what it's worth. But well, yes, to the point, like, yeah, they say some horrible things that if I really wanted to, I'd be like, I would comment and. Or at least give a nasty emoji to. But that's you the know? thing. Okay. But the, here, I think I see that stuff, and it's like, I I don't think I want to hang out. Sure. I don't think I want that relationship. Not invited to your next brunch. Right. But like, okay, that's where you are. I, I don't know. It depends on why you use Facebook. A hundred percent. I don't use it just to keep track of what my actual friends are doing. I kind of use it to, oh, these are people I kind of know, a lot of acquaintances. Yeah. More than close friends. And it's like, oh, what's going on in their life? Oh, they believe that. So to me, there's sort of two versions of that. There is one of who do I follow versus unfollow and who do I engage with? Yeah. So I, if you're Facebook friends with me on Twitter, um, I, well, not as much anymore because I have a job that like occupies my brain. 
Um, but I definitely am the kind of person who engages in if somebody has a like hashtag hot take that I don't agree with, like I am more than happy to step in if see that I don't no 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 because right. you're passive as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but for me it's if I think A, a person has an untenable point that they don't really believe and are just trying to be like confrontational, or if they genuinely seem like they want to have a conversation. Yeah. And I, if somebody really sincerely wants to talk with me, I will do it every fucking time. I will always, always, always do it. Cause would you do it on Facebook or would you say like, let's go get coffee and hate oh, each other? Oh, I don't want to talk pe- to people in real life. Oh, okay. I have like six people I talk to yeah, in yeah. real life. Everybody else I talk to on the internet. No, no, I, 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 but I also think that Yes, Facebook debate debates are the worst, but also a lot of times when I'm kind of going into those, I do them from a way of not just, well, it, it's a few things. I want to get to that person's core. So for example, right after Trump was elected, I, I might've told this story before, but I somehow got involved in this debate where a guy was just railing against quote unquote illegal immigrants and I s- talked about, like, my brother teaches a classroom full of, full of dreamers. And, and I said it in a weird way. And he accused my brother of being an illegal immigrant because of, I, because of my phrase, the way I phrased it. But, like, A, I really wanted to get to the core of, because I would ask him very pointed questions. Like, don't you think this person who came in through no fault of their own and is just trying to do their best and is doing their best, like, don't you have a human side of you that set? You know what I mean? Like, I really want to hear, like, I want to break it down to its most basic thing of, like, do you really hate this person so much for no specific reason? Um, so I'm always interested in talking to people who actually want to talk. But the flip side of that is it's kind of performative for me sometimes. Of Like, for example, I, I might have mentioned this before, but I'm on, like, the... We live in, you live in Naperville, I live in Aurora, but like I'm on both of those like garbage Facebook groups of like, what's happening in Naperville? And specifically recently, Naperville's had, have you heard this? Naperville's having their pride parade, the first pride parade in the suburbs. Um, we haven't had one? All right. Go yeah, us. yeah. We're, def- we're going to cover it. Okay. Okay. Um, but so, God, every other week for a while, it was like, this is when the pride parade is happening. What do we think? And it's just like people being garbage humans. And I am more than willing to like wait in there because I want to be performative. Because if some say some fourteen year old gay kid comes across that, I want them to see this person being a garbage human, and also somebody else saying, "No, you're the worst." So it's super performative, but for a goal for me. Um, One thing I will add to that, that is that if you're doing that with your friends more than the acquaintances in that group or something, you may have a better chance to change their mind than anyone else would. Um, I, just, I don't know if I'd I go rather... into it with changing minds. I my thing is I find people who support Trump to be so beyond anything I can understand that I genuinely want to know like what makes them tick. Yeah. And so I think if you go in with an honest way of like, why do you hate immigrants? Mm-hmm. Like that I think gets to I gets actually to don't know if but, my of my Facebook friends and stuff, I don't think there are many people who are Trump supporters because that's the bubble I live in. But when the uh, Democratic primaries were going on, there was definitely differences of opinion God, between the them. The Bernie shit was yeah. real. Um, and again, it's I don't want to have this fight with you on Facebook, but 
it's good to know where you stand on it just for my own. I'll keep that in the back of my head. Yeah. And I guess, so that's my question is. I like knowing How that. important is ideology to you in terms of your friend? And again. Like actual real life friends? Your only friends are me and your wife. Pretty much. What's my last name? I don't know. Got it. So, like, for you, does being ideolog- ideologically aligned matter? If you're, if you're asking me, like, do I have any really close friends in real life who are, like, hardcore Trump supporters? No. Okay. I don't think I would, because what do we have in common if you support someone like that? I don't really know what we're hinging our friendship upon. Well, do you think that there is value? So in a in a Facebook type thing where it's a pretty passive friendship, yeah. right? Do you, if you see somebody who says so, so okay, for example, and this is like how far I am, I saw a woman who is my husband's best friend from childhood's mom. Like okay. the the kid who lived across the street, like that he used to go to after school. She has been posting a lot of things that are like since when do we believe Stormy Daniels? Because horrors do that. Like, just mm-hmm. really, like, garbage shit. And every time my cursor just hangs over that comment <laughs> box of, like, <laughs> is this the moment I engage, and is it worth it? So, my, I don't know. And I, and I, I feel st- like if it was someone in my life, like, who I'm connected to, I probably wouldn't say anything, but I, I might just think bad thoughts in my head. But if it was, like, a local news channel mm-hmm. site, and they had comments... I might post that's something my fucking only jam. because you know that's my jam. Only because that's a comment that might be seen by other people, yeah. or like if like I follow a, a bunch of conservatives mm-hmm. on purpose because it's material. And sometimes if they post something silly, it's like, well, I could respond to this too because I know it'll bother them if the most top voted comment mm-hmm. is coming from someone like me. Yeah. And sometimes that's already there when I get there. It's well, like, it's hmm. also interesting to see, like, what everybody's given threshold is. Like, assuming hmm. you're on Facebook most of the day. So, like, I, um, I'm i Facebook friends, whatever, no brag, with, like, Bre- Beth Presswood, who's yeah. from Austin. She's one of the, what's her jam? Um, Godless Bitches, she did. Godless podcast. Bitches is her former podcast. It's not. Any, anyway, she's, um, uh, hey, he's of Austin. He, oh, yeah. Fuck, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about Anyway, like, I was Facebook friends with her for a long time. I've met her once. Like, we're not friends by any stretch. But I had to unfriend her because she tends to do things of, like, this is the weird Christian shit that got posted today. And it stressed me out so much. I could not have it come up in my feet. And it wasn't against her personally. I will say I have had friends who post certain things where I'm just like, you're driving me crazy. And I'll just either mute them yeah. or whatever. But the thing is, I can deal yeah. with that once in a while. Yeah. But like, with, I mean, with best position, and this is not like a criticism on her. Like, No, the, she was it's posting. Just, you agree. You're just like, you're yeah, it, yeah, it was just for me. Like, I, can't, <laughs> I just can't with this, actually. It's yeah. a little too much. Um, anyway, did we say anything helpful? I don't know. I mean, be friends I, I, with who you want. Comment with who you... I, I think I don't that's the important that... thing is like you're not required to be friends with anybody who yeah. doesn't make you happy. Yeah. And that includes your family. And I, I want to make that very clear. Like, I, I And think if there's politics involved with, oh, you can't unfriend your family member, just you don't have to see their updates. Them. You can mute them. You can do mute that. Them. I do that more often than I will tell it's, people. Yeah. I do that on Twitter all the time. I don't block. But no. I will mute you because I don't well, care. Because I what think there's nothing. God, what was I just listening? Uh, I think it was maybe Roxanne Gay or. Yeah, it was Roxanne Gay who, like, somebody had tried. Who is a, a feminist author. She's a black woman. She's fucking excellent. Um, 
and somebody had like emailed her saying, oh, I noticed you blocked XYZ person who was like harassing her on Twitter. And maybe not harassing her, but like asking her very like pointed questions. They're like, how come you blocked this person? Do you not like opposing opinions? And she was like, no, like nobody has any right to my time. Yeah. And and I think that's the thing I think of all the time of with my Facebook and with my Twitter of like, this is my personal space. And like, yes, I go out of my way to like look at things that you and I talk about. But like when I'm at work and I have five minutes to like fuck around on Twitter, like <laughs> I want to see cute dog pictures <laughs> and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like I, n- nobody has any obligation to my time or to my attention. And that's I all you. I have to say. Hemant, are we done? Sure. Have we been talking for two and a half hours? Yeah, something like that. I honestly, when you were coming over, I was like, I don't want to record tonight. I don't want to talk to anybody and I want to hear my dumb voice. Um, Hemant, where can I Speaking of you which, you should leave a <laughs> review for us on iTunes. Five hey, stars, please. I'm all the stars. <laughs> I'm super excited. We just passed our Patreon goal. Uh, so Hemet is gonna point. watch um, Star Wars yes. Episode Four. What's the subtitle? Do you know it? A New Hope. Yes. Okay. Actually, Mikey came up today. It was like seven thirty, and Mikey's like, "Are we gonna watch Star Wars today?" I was like, "No, we have to record." He's like, "But after?" I was like, "No, Hemet doesn't <laughs> want to record." Um, there will come a time. We'll no, it's it. gonna be good. We're we'll, gonna we'll chat about it after and record but it's it for gonna anyone be, who's I want to be clear. It's for donors only. Yes. So if you want to get like a dollar, a dollar a month. Like, Come on. What other podcasts are you supporting? <laughs> Come on. Come on. Okay. Think of it this way. I'm supporting other podcasts. So what you're doing is supporting me, supporting other podcasts. There you go. So, so there you um, go. Anyway, Hemant. You can find us at I'm at Hemant Meta on Twitter. I'm at Blueberry, B-L-U-E-B-U-R-I-E. I would give you my Facebook, but like I just said, I don't really care about Facebook. He doesn't even talk to me. Like, ba- he barely talks to me when he can see me face to face. You can email us at friendlyatheistpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we're super, I'm really loving that Send we're us doing your these. questions. Yeah, we're, I'm loving these listener questions slash comments. Um, so uh, hit up those. Patreon.com slash friendlyatheistpodcast is when you can go. We need to think of a new level, buddy. Oh, yeah, we'll get on that. Yeah, we'll figure that out. Um, uh, the Fables podcast. Um, Coming out soon. Yeah, we're, I, I think on the 15th, we're, I'm going to try to aim for... <laughs> shut up. I'm shooting for the stars. Um, the next one's going to come out is... Um, it's my two of my best friends in the world, my best friend from high school and her wife. I officiated their wedding. We read a garbage queer romance novel, and it was so much fun to record. It took us three tries because we, <laughs> we had some alcohol-related issues. <laughs> Um, this is a good plug for it. Yeah, no, I really <laughs> think I'm a good salesperson. Um, yeah, uh, I think that's all. Maybe we we'll have happy news next week. I mean, I've heard of happy news. I'm yeah. not sure if it's a real thing uh, anymore. All right, theme music on the way out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.